tags, no tags. What's up, good people, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Thanks so much for coming in today. I know it's been a minute. I know there are some things weird about today's episode, but don't worry. We're going to get right into it. We're going to be doing some really cool movie reviews, and then we're just going to be chilling for the last couple of minutes or so so we can get the decompressed and almost the middle of the week it is. But once again, I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Get ready for this really dope episode of The Midnight Drop. Be right back at you right after this intro ends. Once again, welcome to another brand new episode of The Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Thanks for coming in. Uh, to get things started, I want to go ahead and just address something in the room. Uh, yes, this episode was supposed to be released on Tuesday, which is technically today, but more or less Tuesday morning. But <laughs> here's the problem. I was in the middle of recording this Monday night, going through all of my movie reviews. I was about an hour and 30 minutes in, and then the worst possible situation happened. My roadcaster got into an error, and it restarted itself, and it deleted the entire recording, and I had to format the SD card. So now I am working with an entirely new space, uh, but I now had to redo this entire episode and the episode was really going to be on movie reviews on Borigo, A Hero, Scream 5, American Siege, and Euphoria Season 2, Episode 3. And I just didn't get the chance to figure it out. I wanted to record early this morning, but then I decided, nah, I'm going to just chill, plan it out, and uh, do better with this one, and treat the last one as a practice run. So I'm sorry you guys didn't get an episode uh, earlier today like you guys should have. I do apologize for that. But with that being said, I am going to decide to split, uh, you know, this episode into two episodes. Let me explain. Over the course of this past weekend, I spent a lot of time watching a lot of new releases and, you know, new episodes as well as a euphoria other TV shows, and I want to go ahead and tell you guys all about them, but I want to be able to tell them in a really good manner where it's good for me, it's good for y'all. So having said that, instead of going through everything in one episode today, I'm going to be going through about two of those properties in today's episode, and then I'm going to go through the rest in the other episode that's going to be recorded and released uh, sometime either tomorrow or on Thursday. So you guys get a lot of that. And then uh, with that being said, I will drop another episode. So there'll be three episodes this week. Um, This weekend won't be anything going on because I will be out of town going to Atlanta, having a really good time over there. I won't be back till Sunday. So that'll be about it. I might do an episode on Sunday who knows, but just catering to me and just want to get that out for you guys. Uh, so today we're going to be reviewing a hero, um, a really dope 
foreign film I was able to get to watch on Amazon Prime Video and uh, the newest screen film that I really want to go ahead and talk about while it's still fresh. And, you know, towards the end, I'm just going to be talking about some things going on outside and just kind of like just get real acquainted with you people before we end the show. But this is going to be a pretty quick episode. It's not going to be too long or anything like that. I wish it could be two hours long, but we just don't have that much time for it. Uh, I know I don't have that much time for right now. I'm sleepy as hell uh, with just working and working out and driving around back and forth. I was actually looking for a studio uh, to record my podcast because in the future, we'll be having a whole lot more people coming in and out uh, being guests on the show. And I don't think the space I'm in now is going to be really good for people who don't know me uh, to come in and record with me. So that's just something I'm just, you know, really saying, and I just don't want to, you know, be, you know, disrespectful or just weird uh, to these new people who are coming on. So that's really it. So I'm look. I was looking for a studio today. Uh, there was one place called the Hideout, and I want to give a big shout out to them uh, because the guy who runs it seemed to be really, really dope, and uh, he seemed to be somebody that I could really depend on. Uh, however, there was the Nashville Entrepreneur Center that has some really cool stuff over there and I might have to go check that out and kind of get more in depth with it because uh, they had like these two studios. One was like a small one for audio only and the other one uh, was pretty much for video and audio. So I definitely want to go ahead and check those out. I think it'd be really dope. Uh, It's just a matter of pricing and just a matter of how will this fit in my schedule? Because your boy did apply for graduate school at Vanderbilt and I have to wait to see if I get in. And even if I get in, I have to wait to see if I get a scholarship. And when I get a, get a scholarship or not, I have to wait and see what my schedule will be like. So that is the whole big deal with it. I need to double check all of that uh, before I really get committed to a studio. But I'm going to be looking right now because I really want to get the good group vibe in for this entire podcast. With that being said, this is going to be a great episode. It's going to be a really dope episode. And I want to go ahead and get some housekeeping rules out the way before we get started into our first review. If you're new to the Midnight Drop, welcome. It's always great to have a new person over here listening to this great podcast. What we do over here is that we do a lot of movie TV show reviews. And then when we get into a really cool, chill vibe, we do a lot of uh, politics social issues, pop culture, uh, just life in general. And we just kind of just have a really good chill vibe. Uh, And like I said before, we're going to get people later on down the road. So, you know, this is what the Midnight Drop is all about. Just chilling uh, at a really good pace. Uh, If you want to listen to the podcast, we are available on all platforms where podcasts are played of, most specifically Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and also on my very own website, www.themidnightdrop.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram or on social media, our Instagram page is official underscore TMD podcast, where we will have clips, top five posts, and also uh, just updates on what's going on with the brand itself. And you can follow me on my personal Instagram page, 615 underscore chill. Also, if you want to go ahead and DM me to collab on a podcast episode or anything like that, you're more than welcome to do so. It'll be really fucking dope, and I think it'll be really cool. Um, let's also get into some other stuff. Uh, soon, we'll be doing some YouTube videos. I just got to get some stuff together with just how I want to frame it. How do I want to get other things together as well? But we'll be doing live podcast episodes on YouTube live possibly on Twitch as well. I just got to get everything together and we'll be doing some pre-recorded shows and just uploading them on YouTube. So you can get that cool visual goodness with the podcast. Uh, that's going to be on YouTube very soon. But with that being said, welcome to the midnight drop. We're going to have a great show tonight. A really, really great show tonight. And we're going to get started with our first review, a hero. But first gotta go with these commercial breaks because i gotta get shit prepared i gotta get shit ready you know i'm just gonna come in unprepared hell no nah. <laughs> and that's what we're taking this break for so we'll be back with our re- review of a hero after this dope ass music mm-hmm. 
Peace. so good very chill very relaxing nothing too crazy with it man it's really dope i'm actually glad that i'm doing like these little breaks in between because before i would just keep going and going and going but with these breaks it helps me actually get prepared with the shit that i want to bring out to you guys and actually kind of decompress and kind of think about what i want to do next and how my structure is it's really good it's helped me out a lot if anybody else is doing a podcast, I uh, advocate for you to do that. You don't have to take my advice, but I'm just saying, man, it's dope. Plus, if you got some good ass music, it's good chill vibes, man. It's just nice. It really is. If there's one thing I'll talk about before getting into this review, uh, was that when I was looking at the uh, one of the places. To go look for a studio There was For I was looking at the hideout And the guy who was Kind of running it and stuff He We ended up having Like a good conversation On a bunch of movies Like Scream uh, Don't Look Up And Licorice Pizza And I swear to God man That was one of the Shiny examples Of what I want From my podcast Just being able to Talk to people Share perspectives And just be chill about it man Definitely in Nashville too Because I don't really see A lot of stuff like this in Nashville I think it'd be really dope That's why I'm really just targeting A lot of the Nashville, Tennessee demographic Because I think it'd be Awesome as hell To just kind of like have people all around Just talk about movies Um, Because I know for one It's just I feel like there's a really strong uh, Film community here And this just a lot of people who are just casually watching movies. I feel like bringing them together would just bring in a lot of perspectives and a lot of cool stuff. So I think it'd be dope, man. I think it'd be really, really dope. But enough about that. Shout out to the guy at Hot Out. Shout out to him, man. I got to look him up uh, and give him a proper shout out at the end of this episode. I think it'd be really dope. However, let's get into our first review, A Hero. And we're going to get through that and really have a good discussion about it. So A Hero is the latest uh, foreign film that is actually causing a lot of buzz, even Oscar buzz for best foreign film of the year for the 2021 movie uh, 
Award watch list. And it's a film made by Akshar Fahidi, one of the well-known foreign uh, directors. Actually, let me put some respect on his name. One of the most well-known directors in film right now who's done movies like The Separation. And this film was written and directed by him, and it was actually released on January 7th, but it was giving more of a wider release on Amazon Prime uh, last Friday, I want to say, last Friday or last Saturday. And the film revolves around an Iranian man named, uh, oh, shit, I forget, Sah- Sahad Fatima. I really want to say that. I'm going to look him up real quick because I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up. But it revolves around an Iranian man who is basically been in prison, uh, you know, stuck in prison because he's failed to pay his creditor the amount of money he's owed. And when he gets out of prison on a two day leave and he meets up with his girlfriend, the love of his life, uh, she tells him about how she found a bag of gold coins where she wants to go get it appraised and see if it can be, uh, if the money can be used to get him out of prison and to, to stop dealing with the creditor that he owes. However, he decides that even if the money's good enough, let's just go ahead and return it. And it becomes this really cool story uh, about a man who is a convict who ended up doing a really good deed and was just one of the shining examples of what people should be in our society. However, when the story gets out all over the media and stuff, uh, the creditor, there's a big twist with him. He comes in and says he's not the man uh, you truly need to believe in. And it then devolves into a story of no good deed goes unpunished. And no matter what the fuck you do, there's always going to be people out there that remember you for that for the bullshit that you did. And people are not always what they like, what they seem to be. With that being said, I want to go ahead and have you guys listen to the trailer to a hero. I know it's an Iranian film. I know it's an uh, Persian, but I got to make it do what it do. That's what we do here. We structure. We always show the trailer first and then we go into the discussion. So we will be right back after this trailer. So that was the trailer for a hero that premiered in theaters January 7th and then was actually uh, on Amazon Prime on the 21st this past week. And I have got to say, it is one of my favorite movies of the month of January. I swear, the freaking God, this movie was dope. You know, it's not a Marvel film. It's not a big superhero film. It's not a big action film that is going to be the best movie of of, of January. It's not going to be Scream. It's going to be a foreign film that really spoke to me, that really got to me in terms of its theme, in terms of its writing, in terms of its acting, in terms of its its filmmaking, its camera work, everything. That's what's what's the best film of January, a hero. And I got to tell you, man, Everything about this film just got to me. In the beginning, 
I got worried. I thought the film was going to be a little bit boring. I thought the film was going to be something to where it's going to have a little bit of pacing issues. You know, the acting is going to be cool and, and what it, the look of it is going to be nice, but I didn't really know if I was going to stay in tune with it. But throughout this entire film, not once that I tried to skip 15 seconds over and over and over just to get past to it, just to get to important scenes. No, I kept it on the money, straightforward, just watching it because what they had to talk about in this film, the storytelling here is amazing. If there's one thing I'm going to do after reviewing this is that I'm going to look up the catalog of Ashar Fahidi's films and I am really going to go in depth with him because I feel like this is somebody that I really should have had more time to look at. I am a newcomer to his films and I can just tell you this right now, you need to watch some of his films, man. I mean, this one, if there's one thing I can say really good about it is that the story here, the concept is dope and that the actual storytelling of it is really, really good. Like I said, man, this story is revolving around one person and just how he's trying to show that he's a good person and that he's deemed a good person until someone comes in and fucks up his life and says, hell no, you're, you are going to get what you deserve because you fucked me over. And throughout the film, it's like you want to stay the course and say, like, I really like this character and I'm on his side. But because of how good the storytelling is, you start to really understand different perspectives. And one of the perspectives that I didn't think that I would understand would be the creditors. And the creditor here in this film, you know, first of all, the actor does a really good job. But what you start to understand is that our main character isn't as perfect as he's deemed to be, you know. Of course, he's in prison, so he did some bullshit. You know, he's had money trouble. A lot of humble people these days seem to be having money troubles. And that's like our core focus in a lot of films like this. But as you go on and on with just understanding what's going on with his life and the creditor's life and all these other people's lives, you start to realize that uh, our protagonist isn't what he seems to be, man. He seems to be somebody who thinks he has it. He was down on his luck, but really, was he really down on his luck? Did he use his kindness to sway other people's judgments and get what he wanted just to fuck it all up and be in this situation now? And there are some really good points here. Like, like I said, the theme of this film is all about, you know, I'll say this. The theme of this movie is all about pride. And about how pride trumps everything because it's one thing to go to. It's one thing to go to jail because you owe somebody money, but it's one thing to go to jail for owing somebody money and being deemed shameful to your community or you have no backbone or you're disrespected by everyone out there. And because you have this really bad reputation and it's something that I always remember My father used to tell me this all the time. He still tells me this. Reputation means everything. If someone sees that you're a fucked up person and they tell everybody, it will fuck your life up. And this is what this movie is all about. You see everything devolve into chaos because one person decides to spread rumors about something that may or may not be true. And then it just devolves into something so crazy that you're seeing a man's reputation be dismantled right before your very own eyes. And it's one of the scariest things to go through. It's scarier than scream. Yeah, that's right. I'll say it. It's scarier to scream because think about it. We live in a world now to where your reputation could be tarnished. It could be fucked up because of one thing you did, whether it be true or not true. And because the power of social media, it could be accelerated based on your status or the person who's getting at you statuses that is one scary motherfucking thought and this movie really exploits that and puts that into action it's just a little bit different where it's just like you know this person isn't like an influencer or anything like this This is just a a normal guy who does a good deed because of his past and it comes back to haunt him you get to see the ramifications of that and it's just really crazy man so yeah i love the storytelling here but One of the other things is that there are so many other things I love about this film, but the acting here is great. And I'm going to go ahead and look it up as I talk about this, but the acting here 
was some of the best acting I've seen this month and in a minute, too. I mean, just the main character, what they were able to do, uh, what he was able to do was just exuding, you know, humbleness and just kind of just playing to his sticks and, and, and playing to, you know, to emotional cues. I thought it was really good. And just, man, I, I'm just impressed with what they were able to do. Yeah, so the main guy was played by Amir Jadidi, who plays Raheem. And I think Amir, I'm going to have to look at a list of all the films he's been in because he, he, he nailed it here, including in key moments where he just gets angry, where he gets sad, he, his, 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 his whole body is deflated, when he gets chippy, it's just it's just one thing about him is that throughout this entire film is that he's always smiling, he's always you know chippy, he's always uh, you know he's always like energetic and he's always ready to just go do something. He's ready to like really fix his own problems. And then towards the end, you know, Amir really captures just like the feet of a man who's just like I just want my pride to be fixed, man. This is about my pride. This is about my reputation, man. I don't care about the money I need to pay, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, you also get some other great acting here, too. I mean, uh, Mohsin Tanabade, I hope I'm saying that right. He plays the creditor, Bahram. Bahram. He does a really dope job, man. Just playing as like this antagonist, but not really your antagonist. Just another guy who... You know, at first you're thinking he's just an asshole. He's just a creditor that doesn't really understand about this guy's life. He has no heart. But then you realize, no, this guy has heart. He has a daughter that he's, you know, taking care of. He's trying to build his life back up. There are moments where you start to understand that he is coming from a very dark place because of the shit that Raheem put him through. And like kind of points he makes, you know, they make sense. It's not something to where you're over here and you're just like, you're making, you're, you're, you're making complete lunacy. It's like, no, you understand where he's coming from. And just from what, what this actor was able to do with that. It's really convincing, man. And if there is another, if there is another role that I can just go in and commend is Raheem's girlfriend played by Serena, Serena Farhadi, who I, I think is the wife of the director here who does a damn good job in here too. There's one scene where if you were looking for like an Oscar reel for best supporting actress or best actress, that would be the scene. And I wish I could pull it up and find it, but yo man, it was a dope scene. It really just showed you like the whole breaking point where we transitioned from act two to act three. And she does a great job with it. So props to her, man. The acting here across the board is just good. Um, if there's something else I have to commend from this film, uh, what makes it stands out from others, and this has one of the things that I really liked uh, from this other film, and I'm going to say it a little bit later, but it has one of the same concepts that it did with Nomadland, uh, where you know it just didn't use uh, real people as actors. It used kind of like the background and uh, the surrounding environment as just its setting and saying we're not going to use we're gonna, not going to use this overexposed light. We're not going to use a lot of CGI. We're not going to do a lot of any crazy bullshit practicals. We are just going to film the film. We're just going to do the film like we're just put, taking up a camera. We have a little light and they say, here we go. Like, they use a lot of natural lighting in, in a lot of areas, man. And it's really telling. And just what it what it does, it makes for a really good cinematography. Just, they don't have to do way too much here. And I feel like that's the essence of filmmaking. Just picking up a camera and just making something beautiful out of a real-life situation and telling a story out of it. Because this is like what I think what makes separates films like this with big blockbusters. That it uses its writing to carry the story and to carry the audience to a really fascinating and exciting and satisfying ending 
to where you're left just saying, this is a film that I wish everybody had the chance to go see because it is that good. Comparing it to, you know, blockbusters we have today, like Avengers or Spider-Man, to where we're watching it and we're more enthralled with the action, with the CGI, with certain characters. Like, it's just good to watch a movie like this where you just kind of want to have a story. You just want to talk about just a regular story about a guy and it relates to you in some sort of fashion because of what the character goes through. That is something that I think what makes filmmaking so good. And I feel like the camera work here and what they did it's just awesome. The directing from here is awesome. Yeah, props to Farhidi for that, man. Props to him. Um, there's not like a lot, a lot of too many things to really go off from from here. I mean, this is pretty much standard. This is a this is an amazing film that I feel like a lot of people should really give look at. And I mean, what's one of the coolest things is, is that it's one of the, it's won one of the most prestigious foreign film awards out there. I know there's another film that's won that award too, and I'm definitely gonna go ahead and give that a look. But I feel like from this film, this is something that I I, I strongly recommend you watch. And I'm gonna go ahead and give it uh, a nine and a half out of ten. Uh, I think before I was gonna give it a ten out of ten, but I'm giving this a nine and a half because the one thing that I really, you know, didn't really care for, and this is a nitpick, I know it's a nitpick, but I didn't really care for at the beginning of the film because it kind of seemed a little bit, uh, it kind of, it kind of seemed to go a little bit slow, uh, and there are just some things in the film to where if you would have explored that a little bit more, it would have been cool, but for two hours and three minutes, I felt like that was a really good runtime. It was a great runtime, actually. It, it was it, it. That's what it really needed to be, and I'm, I'm gonna give this a nine and a half out of ten. It's one of the best films of January. I think it's the best film of January so far because we're nearing the end of the month, and man, there weren't a lot of films in this month that were that good, man. Because we're just getting started with 2022, so there's a lot more to be out there, man. But yeah, man, that's my review for a hero. I just wanted to go ahead and get that out there. Um, maybe I might do like a spoiler discussion with some other people who watched the film because there's not that many people who watched it at all. And I'm, I recommend that you go see it, man. It's a great story with some great acting. But that's going to be it for a review for a hero. Coming up next, a review for Scream. And then some chill vibes with your host, Jordan Malone. But this is The Midnight Drop. Thanks for tuning in. Be right back.
thanks for holding on. I know it's been a long break. We're finally back, man. Again, I'm your host, Jordan Malone. And now it's time to get into our review of Scream. And I'm kind of excited for this one, man, because I've been waiting on this movie for a minute. Uh, I didn't get to go see this movie when it first came out because of crazy, crazy snow that happened here in Nashville. So I had to wait the following weekend to go watch it. And I ended up watching this at Green Hill Cinema. You know, it's pretty cool. I mean, oh, man, like it doesn't beat the movie theaters in Atlanta, to be honest. But it is something to it is a nice, you know, it's nice. It's regal. Yeah, it's a regal theater. So it is what it is. Usually I go to 100 Oaks. That's the place that's near me. It's near uh, Panera Bread and all these different places. And it's off of Harding uh, Heart. Harding Pike, Harding Lane. I, I don't know the, the, not the right word, but Harding Place. It's Harding Place, right? It's right off of Harding Place and stuff. It's really dope. I remember going to see some other films over there. Uh, Lick, not Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza, I saw at Green Hill Cinema. So I recommend going there from time to time. It is still crazy to me how uh, 100 Oaks and all the other movie theaters like it went from being one of the best movie theaters we had so far to during the pandemic, during the whole panoramic, uh, just going away and saying we're shutting down. And then next thing you know, they come right back up because movie theaters are back, baby. Even though we got streaming services like HBO Max doing, you know, same day releases. It's fucking crazy, man. And I, you know, Julian, one of my really good friends who was on the podcast here last week, he... Uh, worked at that movie theater and he talked about how, yeah, man, it was a, you know, he basically quit before they shut down. Now it's back open and they're paying about $15 an hour. That's way more than they were paying him. And I'm telling you, man, it's just the only reason why they're doing this because so many people are quitting jobs like that and they're trying to find a way to get people back in. So raising that, those prices, raising those wages up is one of the best ways. And it's like, I'm telling you, man, should have did that before. But yeah, I mean, uh, I saw this movie at the Green Hill Cinema, man, and I will tell you this, I came here with mixed emotions. I was excited to see the newest installment of the Scream franchise. We haven't gotten one since 2011, I believe, and I I just was, in you know, genuinely curious to see what they were going to do here. On the other side, I was really dreading it because I knew this movie was going to be meta, that's in the Scream name. That's going to be something that's on brand for these series of films. But knowing the type of films that we've gotten before, most notably, most notoriously, most infamously, um, Matrix Resur- Resurrections, me- being meta in films can be heavily cringy. And I was very scared for that in this film, Scream. And I, I-, I guess what this is, is a requel. And I'll explain it later, later what it is. It's, you know, in short, it's a sequel and a reboot put together. But like the meaning of it, I'll explain it because the movie explains it as well. And it's a concept the movie introduces. And I wouldn't be surprised if more people start using it. But this film picks up a little bit after Scream 4. And it's really important that you go watch the first Scream film because a lot of it comes back for this one because it's a complete homage to it. And we're seeing a new group of uh, characters, including old faces like Sidney Prescott, Dewey, and Gail Weathers uh, come in to fight off Ghostface Killer, who comes in and fucks people up, man, in the town of Woodsboro. So with that being said, let's not wait any further. Let's get into the trailer for Scream 2022, and we will be right back with my review. There's certain rules to surviving. Believe me, I know. They always come back. The killer is a part of something in the past. This one just feels different. You're all in danger. Mom? Where? Sydney. 
I've seen this movie before. Not this movie. You said we were going to finish this. Go finish it, Sydney. <laughs> He's dead. Only in theater and special previews Thursday at 7 p.m. Get tickets yeah. now. Get tickets now. God damn it. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> no, but that was the final trailer for Scream. I didn't play the regular trailer because uh, I'm trying to get this show on the road. And plus, you guys already know what the deal is with this whole movie. Uh, I actually like this trailer a whole lot, too, because it really gets tense. Uh, except for that last part to it, not the one where like they start laughing and making jokes and shit. It's more about like uh, when they do the whole homage to the garage scene. That was just eh, what the fuck. Uh, that, but that's only when you watch the film itself. But yeah, uh, was this a film that I immediately love? Like uh, those early reviews, they had it around ninety six percent. Was this a film that I thoroughly enjoyed? That I loved a whole lot. Or was this a film that I really don't like and I'm a, away from the crowd? I'm actually the side who is saying, no, this film sucks. It's the worst Scream movie out there. It's the worst film of Jan- in January. It's the worst film of the year already. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much just saying uh, this film is pretty good. This film is pretty good. It's not amazing. It's not great. It's just good. And... I'll explain why, because there is a lot to unpack here. Uh, but first, I want to go ahead and get with kind of like the good things from the film that I like. And one of the most obvious things that I liked right off the bat was the kills and the brutality. Uh, it's no secret that Scream uh, you know, doesn't really hide how brutal their kills can be. And I feel like in this film, they do a really good job with not going too crazy with them with not exaggerating these kills and making them just like quick, uh, but very brutal. And at some points it's like ridiculously just scary because of how real this can be. One of the things about Ghostface killer is that not only is a parody of other slasher films, other slasher, you know, other slashers in those films, but at the same time, Ghostface killer is pretty much a realistic type of, you know, villain where, you know, if you frame this as like a home intruder film that doesn't really go crazy on as parody as a parody of a horror film in itself, the horror genre, this film will scare you because it's like, wow, someone really can just fuck you up if they're smart enough and know about you a little bit more. Um, they do kick his ass here a couple of times, but yeah, man, like Ghostface Killer with these kills, he's crazy with it. He's brutal. There was a time where he was stabbing somebody eight different times and you could feel each of those stabs. And you're like, God damn shit. And he's just, it's ridiculous, man. Uh, So I really like the kills here. Another thing that I liked was that this film doesn't just focus on these legacy characters throughout the entirety of the film. You know, we don't get to Dewey towards like the middle of it. Once they're kind of done with like the first act, we don't get to Sydney Prescott towards the beginning of the second act and then Gail Weathers towards the middle of it, the middle of the, of the second act and stuff. And we don't even go crazy with Sydney or Gail towards the be until the beginning of the third act where they do some really cool stuff here, man. And they really focus on these new characters, especially uh, Sam, who uh, Sam has a really interesting twist with her, man. I, and I'm not going to spoil it right now. I'm going to spoil it towards the end of the film or the film towards the end of this review, because I want to just go ahead and just get some stuff out of the way, which is how I liked it. And I'm going to look up the actor real quick for Sam, but the per the, the, the actress here who plays, who plays Sam uh, did a really good job here, man. And just focusing on her, like I didn't really get cringy or bored with her at all. I actually felt 
invested in her character, including others. Her sister uh, was somebody that I didn't expect to like, and she's somebody who kind of plays the Drew Barrymore character, except she lives throughout the entirety of the film. And I thought that was really cool. That was something that the trailer doesn't really go in and talk about as much. Uh, There are other characters in here that I really liked. And as I'm going to, uh, Jenny Ortega plays Tara Carpenter. Does a really good job. Uh, Dylan, Dylan Minnett was in this film and I was like, oh yeah, it's that guy. But just, you know, his hair is different. I thought he did okay. Uh, He was just there. It was Melissa Barrera who plays Sam in this film and she does a wonderful job. Um, It wasn't terrible. It was really good. And, you know, I was genuinely surprised about that because I thought our entire main girl was just going to be a little bit cringy, but she wasn't. But one of the biggest uh, stars in this film was David Arquette as a legacy character. And for being in this franchise, he did a really good job uh, just playing his role and then some and making you feel more than just invested, but more like whenever the events that transpire happen and it involves him, you really just get taken man, and you start to get really emotional. Not like you're bawling in tears, you're crying, but you're like, oh man, fuck shit. And, and you start to react the way that the movie wants you to react. And I feel like with David Arquette, he takes it the extra mile to where He's in the thin line between, uh, you know, being chill and like not being too chill, not being too lazy, but also not being too an extra. And I feel like that was the perfect balance for him in this film, especially what you know or what goes on with him in these last couple of films playing as the sheriff of Woodsboro. Uh, If there was anything else regarding this acting, you know, Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott. Uh, and Courtney Cox uh, as Gail Weathers, they do a good job here too. There's nothing really to go off on. Again, they're really important in the third act, and they don't really take over the screen time uh, from these other new characters, and that's really good. If there was someone else that I pretty much liked, it was, and I really want to get in here, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, man. I just want to go ahead and point that out, that she did a really good job and that she was cool, and I really did like her. Uh, She plays... uh, I guess the niece of Wes, one of the characters from screen one who ended up dying. And she plays his character as the horror movie expert. And she doesn't go overbearing with it. Uh, there are some scenes to where it, it did fit my list of cons, but you know what she did here. And some of the funny stuff was really cool. And just her character was awesome, man. That's just something I just have to say, but overall I like what they did here with this cast. Uh, one of the other pros that I'll say is that this movie does stay on brand with the Scream franchise as being meta and as being uh, just really on point of making fun of the horror genre in itself. And it gets fresh. It gets to that fresh part that everyone's talking about when they start adding in horror films and talking about like, oh, like the younger generation is more into films like Hereditary and, and the Babadook and Midsummer. Uh, those are the films that people are that the younger generation are looking into and not films such as the parody of Scream Slashed or Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Those films are cheesy. They're very 90s ish. It's whatever. And I like what they did there, including in the beginning of the film where they have the sister talking about it and going through the whole quiz and shit. I mean, that was really cool. And then they kind of do certain things to where they explain like the current state of horror movies and just Hollywood in general. And they do it in ways that I thought a little bit was really cool and was kind of funny, man. Uh, But I want to get into why it was also a con for me uh, a little bit. But if there's another pro that I want to come in here uh, by the third act, I think what they do there is pretty good. Um, there was like maybe one, there was one major thing that I had a problem with, but it wasn't too much to where I said like, okay, I hate this film now. It was something else, but the third act was cool. Uh, and one of the, there were like two kills here that I really liked. One of them was by Sam. And when we get to the spoiler part of it, you'll understand. And then when we get to the sister, uh, she was really cool on that part too as well, man. But um, 
Yeah, man. I mean, those are really the biggest pros from this film and just staying on brand, the acting and, you know, really just the kills. What really sells it for me here. But there are some things I didn't like. Like one of the things I really didn't like uh, was just even if it goes meta and some of it works, there are others in here where it completely stops the film just to say it and just to make it as a joke. And that's the part where it's just like when you get meta, when you get nostalgic, you start getting really, really annoyed by it because it's like, did we really need something like that in here? Did we really need to stop the movie? It it was like certain jokes in here where I was just like, what? And then uh, the logic in this movie, I feel like the logic gets worse because when you start explaining horror movie logic from the expert and people do the opposite or do like a variation of it that's just worse it you 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 start just face palming like crazy here man and like someone dies because a phone rings and it's just like what uh some people get stabbed in here like 10 times and they lose a lot of blood but they're still alive and it's like how was that even possible and then some some moments where it's like you have these very smart characters and they know what the, what's going to happen because it's scream and they still end up dying in some pretty, you know, dumb ways to be honest with you and it's just it got a little annoying to me, man. Uh if there's something else that I need to put out that the movie did get to be predictable in some cases. Um and I'll explain why towards like the the be, the end of the first act or the beginning of the second act where you, where you have your characters your main guy people talking to Dewey, uh Dewey just explains that you know, the, the killer is always going to be a, you know, the love interest and, you know, he just says it right there and you already know who your killer is because you look at the cast and you're like, okay, here you go. And the movie expects you to get surprised towards the end about who the killer is. And it's like, no, I knew this all along because that's what you did in the first screen film, which, you know, it's cool that you stay on brand to being a complete homage to it, but it really just makes everything else predictable. And that, made it to be a bummer uh there's even other stuff in here where it's just like oh man like they waste some characters here there are some moments where it was like you really didn't need to add that in like they have one kill scene uh with a character that i really didn't care for like they want to make him a bigger deal but it's like man who cares you just only used him for like a plot device and that got me annoyed uh there are also just concepts in here that they introduced that doesn't really through towards the end it's more like they introduce something like oh look at this cool thing that we got and it's just okay at first glance and it's like okay well at least you'll keep doing it right and they don't do it and then they go do it towards the end of the film like hey remember this and it's like i would have been better if you just did something with it and i'll explain that a little bit later in the spoiler part portion uh but above all man it's just there there are parts in this film that I thoroughly enjoyed. And there are parts in here where I cringed up, but overall throughout the entirety of the film, I actually, you know, enjoyed myself towards the end. And I feel like if you are a scream fan, you are going to love this film. If you're just someone who just wants to watch a film for a, for a good time, you'll, you'll have that good time. You'll think it's okay. Uh, for the people who don't like it, I completely understand. There are things in here that would make you not want to like the movie. But for me coming in, I got worried and coming out, I actually, you know, felt cool about it. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, you know, a cool 7 out of 10. It's a film that in the month of January, I think it hits its strides and it hits the marks it was supposed to make. And you can't really get mad about that, man. It's... You know, it's cool for what it is, man. And later down the road, I will get into a, a spoiler discussion, uh, maybe towards our next, you know, tomorrow's episode. Uh, once we get to that, because I really want to get into some of the spoilers, but there's so much to unpack here. And I might even want to wait for somebody to come in and uh, talk about it with me, man. Just to be honest. But that's going to be it for our screen review quick seven out of ten it's a good film recommend it with that being said 
that's our second review for the day. We're done for the reviews, but we have some time left before we end the episode. I kind of want to just talk about some of you guys. Be really chill. So we we'll be right back after this break. Be safe, guys. song was really good for you guys for the ones who are waiting uh i will just straight up just say it right now uh for this last portion of the podcast i want to go ahead and speak out to you guys and just kind of chill out for a little bit um you know lately i've been noticing just we put on this good ass background music i've just been noticing that a lot of people are kind of just fatigued from just what's been going on from just everything in these last couple of years, man. And I can't blame you. I mean, oh shit, we're like almost a month away. Actually, make it, yeah, we're almost a month away from the whole anniversary of the panoramic. Technically, we're already been through the two-year anniversary of the panoramic. Just more or less, you know, the two-year anniversary of when everything went to complete shit and not just partial shit. Well, we call it complete shit because, you know, America and it's just how everything went down for us and everything. Everyone outside of the world, y'all was dealing with this shit. So that it has been two years since the panoramic for you guys have started. And yes, I call it a panoramic because uh, calling it a pandemic sometimes just makes me sad. And trying to put a funny word on it just makes it a little bit better. But you know what I mean. But I bet you've been noticing that a lot of people's lives have changed and. It, it, it's been either for the for the good or for the worse, and a lot of people have come out just learning a lot of new things, man. I mean, I myself, uh, before this pandemic, was straight up a junior in college, struggling to just get through, um, really wondering if I really was going to become the person I really sought out to be, and now I'm a 23 year old black male. <laughs> Uh, working at a pretty cool job, applying for grad school, uh, doing this podcast to get good vibes, good shows, and talk about the stuff that I really like. And I've realized a lot of things about me regarding my productivity, uh, what I want to do with my career path, and, and that type of stuff. And just straight up, I will just tell you right now, uh, these last two years have really changed me, man. Like, they really have. And... I know that it's changed for a lot of people too. You know, I'll come out of conversations from people uh, who talked about like, yeah, like the years I've had uh, have 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 not been have not been great. The, the years I've had with the, the years have not been too kindly with me, or they've been just pretty okay, or they've been good to me because you know, for the people who say it's really good to them. They finally got into that grad school program or they got into college or they finally met that person that, that loved them for them or they got that really cool job and a lot of things happened for them. But for the people who are saying these last few years have been rough, it's either you had someone die from COVID, uh, life is getting hard, 
uh, some of the things that they had planned to do stopped, or so many things have happened to them because people have taken advantage of them. And it's just really, really, really disheartening to hear, but it's real shit. And for the people who are going through that, hey man, I get it. Shit's been rough. We don't know how long it would take for this panoramic to end. Uh, we don't know what new variants will pop up. We don't know what else will happen. But the only bit of advice I can give you is just to keep pushing forward and to take some time for yourself. I mean, coming from somebody like me, I've had to definitely prioritize my mental health and prioritize just being to myself and catering to myself. And I've taken that time to reflect on what I really wanted to do and what I really wanted to achieve in my life. And I feel like that's what a lot of other people should do. Uh, this isn't me trying to say go out there and hustle and shit like one of them Rock Nation brunch niggas. No, don't do that. What I'm saying is that just go out, lay down in your bed, play your game, or just go outside. Take a nice walk around a park or a trail if it's in your house like I do at times. Uh, go out to a nice dinner treat yourself you know what get you a hotel room <laughs> get you a hotel room for the weekend and chill out man cater yourself pamper yourself uh because what's something that i've realized and other people have realized through conversations i've had with them is that this panoramic has taught them that life is short anything can happen you got to make sure you're and you can't just be over here working a nine-to-five boss who treats you wrong uh can't be doing all that man you can't be over here soaking and shit for a life that has a lot to live and that's not to you know get mad at anybody who soaks because yeah like sometimes let your emotions out we're not gonna have toxic we're not gonna have toxic positivity around here but you know you can't be soaking here forever and you know you gotta you gotta treat yourself man also you know i would just say look at yourself for like the next five years and just see what you want to do what you want to be how you want to get shit together man and just go forward with it. I mean, that's something that I've had to do with my life. Look into the next five years of what I really wanted to do. And, you know, I put in my career, podcasting, family life, living conditions, all of that. And that's just something that you know I you know tell everybody they should try out. You know, I don't force you to. There's no there's no point in me forcing you to do something. You do but i advise it because it's, it's awesome um and then you know i guess for one of those those things is that always i guess one of the things that i just i just hate seeing from these last two years as well is that i pretty much have seen a lot of divisiveness i've seen a lot of craziness where people are on one side and people are on the other it's kind of like choosing your football teams and everyone's just pitted against each other. And it's just ridiculous. Like, I really hope what this podcast achieves is that people get different perspectives. Because I know we're a movie and TV uh, TV show review podcast, but we're also kind of like a, a chill podcast where we just talk about people who get different perspectives and learn from one another. Because that's what we really need. We just need to learn people's perspectives. And that's not to say perspectives are fucked up. There are definitely some fucked up uh, thought processes out there. And that's something that we want to try to avoid or at least help people not you know, go through. But at the end of the day, people have differences of opinion. And I feel like one way of getting to that unity and equality and equity that we always strive for uh, is that we kind of reconcile our differences and learn to just listen and talk to people correctly not just yell at them but just talk to them man. and that's just something that I feel like these last two years have kind of taught us man so to put that all in short man you know if you're stuck in a rut because of what's been going on uh, and don't fret man this is only temporary it's a temporary setback for a stronger comeback I know you probably heard that so many times but it's true man it's definitely true and yeah, man, we just got to stick this shit together. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't, 
that doesn't mean that I can, you know, you know, I can not look away from the, I, I can look away from the bullshit. There is some bullshit happening in a lot of places right now, but I don't have enough time to really go into that right now because we are towards the end of our episode. And I want to thank you guys for joining into this really dope episode of the Midnight Drop. We'll be back with our next episode on the rest of review of movies that I wanted to cover today, but I wanted to go ahead and just make it real quick for you guys. We'll be back next time. If you're new here to the Midnight Drop, go ahead and follow us on official underscore TMD podcast on Instagram and my personal 645 underscore chill. We're available on all platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and also my website, www.themidnightdrop.com. Be on the lookout for all of our posts on Instagram every day and also look out for episodes every other day and also be on the lookout for future live episodes on YouTube streaming. My guy, that is about it. I'm your host, Jordan Malone. Thanks so much for coming in. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Stay you. Peace. Peace.